It's time for John Paul, the car doctor, on North Shore 1049. Call today with your car questions, comments, or concerns. 1-800-370-1049. That's 1-800-370-1049. John Paul, the car doctor. Good Saturday morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor program on North Shore 104.9. My name is John Paul, the Car Doctor, here to help you with your car problems on this, uh, well, depending where you're located. Sunny day, maybe? A cloudy day? Who knows? Who knows where it is? And you can always listen to uh, programs, uh, podcasts of my program, as well as many, on the North Shore 104.9 uh, website. Go to there. Listen. Click on listen. You can find the podcast, or you can find my podcast on johnfpaul.podbean.com. Uh, with us today, as a guest, is Bill Howard. He's the editor at Forbes Wheels. Bill, good morning, and welcome to the Car Doctor program. Good morning, John. It's glad to be on, and you're just talking about the weather. I'd like to say it's cloudy everywhere in New England. It's a day of morning for the poor Boston Red Sox. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were we were talking off air about that, and uh, you know things things were going things were going pretty good there for a while. But you know what? They still got to be as good as they did when no one gave them credit at the beginning of the season. So. Yeah. Exactly so, yeah. and that's and that's a good segue to EVs. Nobody gave them credit ten or fifteen years ago, and now things are moving up very nicely. So it's a fascinating topic to think about, and um, I'm glad to talk about it. Yeah, and you know when we look at electric car sales, and and I said once upon a time that you know maybe in twenty years, um, gasoline cars may be as rare as a car with a clutch pedal. Um, do you think that's going to be the case? 20 years is about right. That would be 1940, and I think over the last couple of years, people have come to the realization there are big concerns with gasoline or combustion engine cars. Electric cars are getting a lot better. Europe wants to see uh, all electric by 2020 or 2030 or 35. So, yes, I think that's, that's very doable. They're getting more affordable. Battery chemistry is an amazing jump up in technology. The head of General Motors last week, uh, head of Cadillac last week, said they see uh, doubling of range to 400 than 600 miles in just a couple of years at the same price as a battery in a Chevrolet Bolt. And those are the kinds of jumps we saw in the computer industry in the 1980s and 1990s. It makes things affordable. Yeah, it really does, and and I think that you know that limited range that a lot of people worry about, and and you know people that don't own an electric vehicles, you know they're the ones that seem to be worried more about running out of electricity than people who own electric vehicles who never seem to worry about that. Uh, you know, at AAA, my full time job, we uh, we probably service. 250 electric vehicles a month, but those are for flat tires. I don't think we've serviced three in the past year that have run out of electricity, and if they did, it was some kind of mechanical failure. Um, and we're even looking at ways to take care of that. We're, we're buying some uh, lightning pickups so we can do uh, DC to DC charging, and we're buying, and we have uh, some uh, uh, big 12 kilowatt generators that we can put in the back of a truck and at least give someone a uh, a little bit of a you know 20 mile range to get them you know closer to a charging station and get them back home so we've been looking at that um electric car sales uh, you know i i had a reader uh uh contact me the other day who bought a ford mustang they were an internal combustion person they admitted that you know they had motorcycles and pickup trucks in their life and they ended up buying this uh this uh, Mustang Mach E, uh, electric car sales are up. Uh, is it is it because electric cars are in vogue all of a sudden, or is what's the reason? Why are electric car sales up? Well, they're getting better every year. Yes, they are in vogue in some ways. I'm, I'm sure if you go to a dinner party in Cambridge or the BU or Harvard faculty, you'll get a preferred parking spot if you bring a Tesla with you. Uh, but they're better and they're getting cheaper. I, I think also that. There's two kinds of electric cars. There's your first electric car, we have to think about its range. If you have two cars in your family, it's a no-brainer because every electric car will take you to and from work for three or four days where you have to recharge. Um, yeah, I think there's, there's good reason for it. Also, um, there's nothing like getting free money from the government, and except for Tesla and General Motors, every EV you buy comes with $7,500 back from the feds as much as 
three or four thousand dollars from the states and a thousand dollars to help you buy buy a charger. Uh, at that point, those are big advantages to bring the price of EVs down until they get to be cheaper. And in the meantime, we're seeing more surveys, including um, union concerned scientists, who say that the life cycle cost, that is, everything goes into making an EV and running it and repairing it is less than running an internal combustion engine car for the same amount of time. And I think so that more money up front, but lower costs overall is going to turn people's minds around. Yeah, it really is. We had a uh, we had a guest on a couple of weeks ago, Ezekiel Wheeler. He owns a uh, he owns a moving company, and uh, he bought a sixteen foot electric box truck. And the reason was, even though he said it costs a fair amount more up front, uh, he figures that once it gets to be five or six or seven years old. Uh, it's going to be far cheaper to maintain and uh, that much more efficient. And he has a big warehouse with solar panels on the on the roof. So he said, "Hey, you know, I I refill it. I refill it with, uh, you know, it's it's like magic. It comes from the sky, and I have uh, I have full batteries when I start out in the morning. So it does actually work out. But it has you're right. It has that cost up front. Uh, you know, I get questions a lot about electric cars, and people will say, should I buy or lease? And my thought sometimes is leasing might make sense as the, as the technology is changing that quickly. What, what's your thoughts on that? There's no wrong answer. As you mentioned, John, the technology changes quickly, and so a three-year-old EV might feel like a five- or six-year-old gasoline car because of how much better battery technology has gotten. So if you have qualms about it, go ahead and lease if you buy it, I think you'll be really happy anyhow. Uh, one thing you know is the $7,500 U.S. federal credit, tax credit, goes to the owner of the car, not to the buyer or the leaser of the car. So if you do lease, make sure you see on the paperwork that all or most of that $7,500 gets, gets cut out, cut back on the lease. Um, I'm trying to do math in my head, but if it's a three-year lease, you get $200 a month less on your lease payment that ought to be there if you're getting that credit uh, given back to you, which you ought, if you deserve. Yeah, and, and also, I guess the other thing is look for some of the deals. A year or so ago, uh, if you bought a car through uh, the, the Massachusetts Green Energy Group, you could buy a Bolt for about $21,000. Yes, there are, some, there are some amazing prices. I remember two Thanksgivings ago, uh, the power company down in San Diego had to do some good work to make up for something they may have done. And they were leasing BMW i3 electric cars or uh, Nissan Leafs for $79 a month for three years. At that mm. point, it was crazy not to go out and get a spare car. So, yes, there are yeah, some good yeah. duels, and, and that is throughout New England as well. Uh, every New England state plus New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, those are all in the top half of, of people buying electric cars in terms of uh, likelihood of buying. So, yes, these are big places to think about electric cars even if it's cold in the winter. Yeah, and, and people have to realize there is some there is some range degradation when uh, you know you're in you're in the northeast and it's cold and you will lose some battery life. You also lose some battery life in hot weather. We did some tests in a temperature controlled dynamometer and saw that you know when the temperature gets up around 95 degrees, if you live in Scottsdale or something, you're going to lose some range. Just like when it gets down to uh, to um, you know 20 degrees outside, so yeah. you will lose and, a little and bit of range. We could talk for 10 minutes either way on whether there is or is not range anxiety, but the is anxiety part is, let's say I've got a 300-mile car, which would be the, the state-of-the-art now for most vehicles. Take off 50 miles because you don't want to run short on your way home. And then in the winter, take off 50 miles. You're down to 200. The battery's three years old. Take off 25. All of a sudden, you're down to like a 175-mile mile car. But that still is a long way to go, and you know you just watch your, your voltage and uh, you pull into charge when you need to. And there's an increasing number of charging stations available now. Uh, part of the Biden administration's infrastructure plan is to uh, fund as many as half a million electric chargers to prime the pump, so to speak, for uh, charging everywhere. Because if you're an apartment dweller, and that's a lot of the Boston area, it's a challenge finding, uh, you know, finding charging uh, as opposed to being out in Natick or Newton or the North Shore someplace. Yeah, it it really it it is. Um, 
not far from where I live, there is a uh, a hospital. There must be ten charging stations out in front of it. Uh, there's a couple of charging stations sort of positioned here and there. There's a couple of businesses where the owners have Teslas, and they happen to have Tesla charging stations there, and they've been pretty forthcoming to people if they want to you know if want to come in and charge up for a little bit you know i think it's kind of a little bit of a novelty at this point um is it just the range anxiety or is it the cost what's keeping you know the average person who would you know normally buy a uh you know maybe maybe you know i guess the average price of a new car today is around forty two thousand dollars um uh what's what's keeping people from everyone rushing out and buying an ev is it just that kind of not being sure about it is that what it is you know you probably had a grandfather or great uncle who waited until 1980 to buy a color tv because it just wasn't right yet and they missed a lot of you know um you know good television in the meantime evs get better so if you put it off you're going to buy an ev that's better next year and next year but in the meantime, any EV you buy right now will give you a lot of advantages in terms of, of cost of driving, that total cost of ownership. And maybe you're thinking about passing out a better world to your kids and grandkids. It's time to think about making that switch from combustion engines. I don't think Americans, certainly not of us living in, in you know, a state like Massachusetts, which is densely populated, it doesn't really change your life a whole lot. It just takes a while to get around that idea that... Um, they're going to work okay. Yeah, and uh, I, I think every electric car that I have driven, and uh, way, way back a long time ago, I had a horrible, I owned a horrible electric car. I had a Renault Le Car that was converted to electric by a company called the U.S. Electric Auto Association, and uh, it was a terrible electric car. Um, and But it was it was pretty much what electric cars were. I, I remember driving a... Um, a Bailey Electric. It was, I don't know, maybe like a 1915 or something. And it would do about 35 miles an hour. It had about 50-mile range, and it would take overnight to recharge. And then in the 80s, uh, the electric cars that were available, you know, would go maybe 50 miles an hour and have about a 50-mile range. And nothing seemed to change for about 50 or 60 years. Um, and then all of a sudden, battery technology improved. And, and, and we saw some of the the uh, I'll call them missteps at the time. The the you know Ford had a battery that had to stay, it basically had to stay hot all the time. It had great range, but if you let the battery go dead, it bricked and it turned terrible. And um, and uh, you know the things weren't going that well. Now now all of a sudden, electric electric cars and their batteries that propel them have improved dramatically. I think it reminds me of the first time I saw a. Uh, you know, a, a, a VCR, and the thing was, you know, half the size of the top of the TV, and then all of a sudden they're the size of a the the cassette that they went into, they went into them afterwards. So yeah. I think we we are seeing that technology, like you said, the technology's changing. It's getting better and better. Range is changing, and um, providing they get, providing all of this happens, and the price starts to stay under control. Not everybody's going to go out and buy a hundred thousand dollar Hummer pickup truck, right? No, we're going to see we're going to see cars that are in the twenties, twenty to thirty thousand dollar range. Volkswagen said uh, a week or two ago that uh, its its new electric car is the ID four, and they will build it in Tennessee as well as in other parts of the world. And they said once it comes to Tennessee, they see an entry price in the low twenties for that electric car. Um, things like that will drive people, so to speak, drive people toward cars. Uh, we're also seeing it. We did, uh, Forbes Wheels did a, 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 what we call a landmark package, several stories on electrification. We did a poll with YouGov, and we found that one in four of the respondents was ready and willing to buy an electric car uh, of all the population. And that was half the level of people ready to buy an electric vehicle, a, a gasoline car. It was like 10 times as many as people are buying electric cars right now. Right now, there's only a, a million electric cars in the U.S. registered entirely. So the only place to go is up. About half of them are in California because California has a lot of incentives. And I think in addition to wanting to buy an electric car, it helps if you get support from the government, if that's part of their mandate to, to make the state and the country a better place. Mm. And places like New England, I think, are leading the way along with California in doing that. Yeah, and, you know, that you're... You know, you mentioned the dense population, you know, around Boston and, and so forth. Uh, you know, back a few months ago, we had Josh Aviv on the show. He he owns the company Spark Charge that 
Uh, I think their biggest boost, poor choice of words for an electric car company, uh, came from came from uh, uh, Shark Tank, where uh, they got a million dollars in in capital to try to expand their business. But their idea was they're going to be able to deliver electricity to people who live in the city so they can recharge their cars uh, kind of as a portable way. So just like uh, it reminded me a little bit of the old-time milkman that came around and, you know, delivered milk and basically you'll they'll come they'll come by with a truck and they'll they'll charge up your car quickly and and their system charges very quickly it charges like right. a level 3 charger um is do you do you see you know that's the hesitation for folks that live in the city that maybe they live in an apartment they don't have a parking garage that maybe has electric vehicle chargers in it do you see um, you know is that one of the holdbacks for you know apartment apartment dwellers and city city dwellers uh, that there's not a, not enough places to charge or not enough plugs to charge or do you think the uh, current administration will by adding more plugs will uh, uh, kind of remedy that on its own well, even if the infrastructure bill passes uh, this year, it's still, and that's up up the air right now, as you know, uh, it still is some time from the president signing his pen to the bill to uh, plugs and wires being put into uh, urban areas. Um, I think that right now you're looking at your, your, your nearby public charging stations. Uh, you're also looking, if you come back from, from a trip to New England for the weekend, you charge up just before you get to your apartment. It's a lot better if you have an apartment building underground parking and maybe the landlord can provide power right there. Um, if you're looking to the longer term, 10, 15 years in the future, there's something called inductive charging where you actually could put safe electrical uh, chargers in parking spaces in the asphalt or even in highway transport lanes on a, like a, the Mass Pike or something. Uh, that's still a few years off. But that would solve a lot of the problems. Um, it's those kinds of big thinking things, I think, that will help us get parking. Um, Europe is ahead of us in some ways. I was in Berlin recently and also Munich for the auto show. Every third or fourth traffic uh, light pole in Munich has a charger on it. I don't think you see that in even, in, uh, even in Cambridge yet. That's the kind of thing that uh, we're looking to make big strides forward. Yeah. Um, a little bit off topic, do you think the grid can support you know, putting a putting a charging station on every like third parking meter. The grid can certainly support it if there's time of day pricing where you pay a lot less to use electricity overnight. Uh, a colleague of mine uh, has a house on the Hudson River or summer place up there. They get time of day charging to lessen the electric load, and he's paying four cents a kilowatt hour, where the national average is thirteen cents if he charged at night. That's that's going to help some. The other thing that's going to help in terms of big rural areas is I think uh, electrification will come to long-haul intercity trucks, the 18 hours that go from uh, Boston out to L.A. to deliver cargo. Those will be fuel-cell electrics. They'll be powered by hydrogen. You can buy hydrogen. Uh, my physics are slow here, but hydrogen plus oxygen gives you water. It throws off electrons, and it just runs forever. 500 miles on, a, on one tank, a big tank of fuel. Uh, may be simpler than running an electric wire out to Route 80 somewhere in the middle of Nebraska. And I I have only driven some prototype hydrogen cars, and they do refuel pretty quickly. You can refill in uh, um, you know ten or fifteen minutes and get three hundred miles of range afterwards. So yeah, they, they that's seem, absolutely true. It's, it's yeah. very quick to charge a hydrogen fuel car. I think yeah. the bulk of them will still be electric because. Unfortunately, you can make an electric battery any size you want and then put it on the bottom of the car. A hydrogen tank has to be a cylinder to be safest, and they're big. They're the size of a water heater, almost the size of a water heater. Yeah. Um, that doesn't work so well in a sedan, but it does work well in an 18-wheeler or uh, a local delivery truck. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, before we get to full battery electric vehicles and you know everybody's kind of humming around on their electric cars uh plug-in electric vehicles is that is that the is that the kind of stopgap from you know the the electric car or the gasoline car i drive today to the electric car that i'm going to drive in 10 years a plug-in hybrid gives you as many as 50 miles on on a battery charge before you switch to gasoline and then you, it runs like a regular car they are fabulous my personal favorite is the toyota rav4 prime uh, it goes 42. I got 48 miles on battery. And then 
another 550 miles on, elect- on, on gasoline power before you take it back to recharge it. That's fabulous. Oh, and by the way, it is the fastest car Toyota makes except for the, four-door, the two-door Supra. It's an amazing vehicle. Uh, plugins are definitely a bridge technology for the next five to eight years. So I think we're pretty much, let's see, we've, we've, we've pretty much talked about every kind of propulsion system except maybe a car that runs on coal. Uh, but it, you know, we're we're looking at you know we're looking at batteries, we're looking at plug-ins, we're looking at possibly hydrogen in you know whether it's commercial vehicles or maybe they'll figure a way to squish it into um, you know a, a smaller package at some point. But uh, the, the um, this really is the golden age of the automobile because you, you think about the early 1900s where you could buy a car that ran on gasoline or diesel or or you know steam or wood chips or whatever things we're running on and today uh the consumer has that choice of a plug-in hybrid uh maybe a full battery electric car or a gasoline car if they want to stay with it or or you know maybe a light duty diesel and a pickup truck so there this really is almost the golden age of the automobile again and by the way the fastest ford mustang of all time is going to be an electric car the fastest ford f-150 is going to be an electric car they are so so quick at getting off the ground and well, getting getting moving quickly. That's the hidden secret that the environmentalists don't mention. It's, it's just a fabulous performing car as well. So I yeah, think you'll love it if you get a chance to drive one. Yeah, no, the the Mustang the Mustang actually won uh, here in New England, the New England Motor Press Association. It won the SUV uh, category for winter vehicle. Um, and it happened to just be electric at the same time, so it was a very practical SUV that that that, that won its SUV category. It just happened to be powered by an electric motor, which made it pretty unique. Bill, I want to thank you for spending some time. If people want to read more about um, about this article and a lot of other th- automotive articles, uh, Forbes Wheels is where they go, right? Right, Forbes Forbes slash EV, and we'll have a package of stories there for readers who want to look at yep. it. And if people want to just read about other automotive information, there's a whole bunch of stuff on the site. Right. Our goal is to make car buying and car understanding as, as simple as possible. We we love fast cars, but most we are geared to uh, the mainstream buyer and their concerns for uh, traveling with family, with friends, and doing it safely, doing it electronically, electrically, and in the near future, autonomously, because that's another hot topic. It is. And, uh, and uh, I'm stealing a line from... Uh, a friend of mine who says, when you're out car shopping, road test the tech as much as the car, because sometimes the tech can be a little bit frustrating. So I guess whether you're buying a plug-in hybrid, a battery electric car, or a plain old gasoline car, uh, make sure the tech matches your wants and needs at the same time, right? Absolutely so. That's, a, that's more things that are great fun to talk about also is yeah. technology. Yeah. Well, Bill, I want to thank you for taking a little bit of time out of your Saturday and joining us up here in Massachusetts. And uh, and ForbesWheels.com uh, is where to go and where to where to find out more information. And uh, I wish you the wish you the best for the rest of the weekend. Great. Thanks so much, John. Be well. All right. Be well. Take care. Bye bye. Bill Howard, the editor at Forbes Wheels, uh, kind of giving us a little bit of electric vehicle education we need to take a break and pay some bills my name is john paul this is a car doctor program if you would like to join us 800-370-1049 we'll be right back to awaken a journey filled with wonder on a celebrity cruise drinks wi-fi and tips are always included on a celebrity cruise plus book by november 1st to save 20 percent off cruise fares and up to 700 off flights visit cruiseplannertravel.com or call rick carlson at 978-263-7795 to book your next celebrity cruise celebrity cruises journey safe and journey wonderful offer applies to select cities and destinations oh what a wonderful world ships registry malta 
Count on AAA to protect every piece of your life. AAA has the coverage you need, including 24-7 roadside assistance from trusted AAA technicians in any car you're driving or riding in. Plus, members get great rates on insurance, exciting discounts at hundreds of your favorite brands, travel savings, and much more. All with the peace of mind knowing that AAA has you covered, both on and off the road. Visit AAA.com slash join. That's AAA. AAA.com slash join. Hi, folks. This is Gerard Moynihan of Moynihan Lumber. If you're replacing the windows in your home, please see the Anderson 400 Series windows on display at any of our three locations in North Reading, Beverly, or Plastown, New Hampshire. The Anderson 400 is attractive, durable, energy efficient, and reasonably priced. Remember, Anderson is the most trusted name in windows. See the Anderson 400 at any of our three locations. That's North Reading, Beverly, or Plastown, New Hampshire, or at MoynihanLumber.com. Moynihan Lumber, we measure up. The Salem Ghostbusters are coming to the Loft Restaurant and Pub located at 1140 Osgood Street in North Andover on Saturday, October 30th from 12 to 3 p.m. Hey, it's Erica from North Shore 1049 and come join me as I broadcast live from the Loft in North Andover from 1 to 3. So come join us with the whole family and some Halloween fun. Check out the Loft's haunted restaurants for this spooky event and take pictures of the Ghostbuster cars, enjoy great food and drinks, and have a chance at winning some great prizes. So come join us Saturday, October 30th at the Loft in North Andover. We'll see you there. Join me, Joe Piantrosi, this weekend on Breaking Bread. My guests will include author Casey Sherman and school headmaster Marty Mooney. That's Breaking Bread this weekend, Saturday morning, 11 a.m., Sunday morning, 10 a.m., right here on North Show 1049. And welcome back to the Car Doctor program where, well, it's almost Halloween and, uh, you know, there's there's a couple of things going on. You just heard part of it. But, yeah, celebrate Halloween at the Loop in Methuen. Uh, their annual trick-or-treating event is Sunday, October 31st from 12 to 3. Best costumes receive a golden ball and a chance to win great prizes. Get photos with Ghostbusters. Join North Shore 104.9 morning host Hank Morse for a live broadcast. Uh, from noon to one at the center courtyard, music prizes, candy, and more. What's Halloween without candy? It's all happening at the Loop in Methuen. Uh, Biff, you going to be there? I'm not. I believe I'm going to be here on, oh. the, on this end. Oh. But, yeah, I'm going to be part of it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, well. Big well, weekend you know, next weekend. Yeah, yeah big. I, that's what I understand. I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah uh, the culminate, culmination of the entire month over in yeah. Salem comes to yeah. a head. Halloween finally comes. Yeah, uh, and um, I know, uh, Biff, you're not always that timely getting your vehicle inspected. Mm -hmm. And uh, but if you are, uh, you know, running a little bit behind on it, um, Saturday, November thirteenth, from one a.m. until Sunday, November fourteenth to twelve. So pretty much when nobody's working, really, uh, the registry is going to be upgrading their system, so no vehicle inspection. So if, if you know somebody where wow. you can normally get an inspection at 3 in the morning on a, on a Sunday morning, well, you're not going to be able to. Um, so when, but when, the other, when is that, John? It's going to be November 13th and until Sunday, November 14th Okay. at, uh, at uh, 12 p.m., and I never remember if that's noontime or midnight. But I do have an inspection story yeah. that I want to share yeah. with you real yeah. quickly. And, and uh, but yeah, they're 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 adding a new. Um, it says they're migrating to a new infrastructure platform, and inspections of all types of vehicles will be unavailable. My only fear is every time they do that, sometimes it takes a little bit longer than it should. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, so, I, 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 it's yeah. interesting that you asked me about inspections because I, I I got my vehicle inspected this week. So obviously I'm October number ten. So yeah. I look I look at everything strategically. So I said, okay, there's two kinds of people in the world: the people that will get their inspection sticker on the first day, and the people that will get their inspection sticker on the last day. So I said, I will fool them. I will go when there's nobody going. I'll go in the middle of the middle of the month, which w I went Monday, which was like I don't know, sixteen, seventeen, something like that. <laughs> I pull in. There was like nine people in front of me. I was there for almost an hour and a half, but I did wow. get my inspection sticker. So, well, uh, well that's how do you explain tell. that on a Monday morning, mid morning, Monday mid morning, little teeny gas station in Danvers, and it's like they had cars parked everywhere waiting to get an inspection sticker. Yeah, I, I 
I agree with you. I think normally going mid-month is a great time because of just the reasons you cited that, you know, there are always the people that, you know, if you have to be someplace at 8.30 in the morning, they're there at 8 o'clock. And there's exactly. always the people that if you have They'll to be there, be there at 9. At eight, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so same, same theory applies. The only thing I can think of is maybe it was just Monday. And, um, you know, the, the other possibility is uh, snowbirds that are getting their cars ready to drive to Florida, and maybe their inspection isn't even due in November, but maybe it's due in December. They're like, you know what? I better get that car inspected before I head down to Florida in it. So they're getting it done early, maybe? I'm, I, I don't well, I don't know. The, the other thing I mentally, I mean, in my head, I, 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 my assumption is in my subconscious is that every, every month it's the same amount of people getting inspected. That's not true at all, is it, John? I mean, maybe October is uh, very, very heavy. Uh, October is um, not as heavy as uh, November, I think, or December. One of those, all the commercial registrations are due. Um, October might also might also be a um, um, an issue with um, uh, Uber and Lyft drivers too. May, they may be due for their rotating inspection at the same time. Ah, well, that would affect things, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, I, I in, in all the times that I've gone to this garage, just almost exclusively since 1992 when I moved to Danvers, and I have never experienced anything like that, and nothing close to that. If there's like one or if there's two in front of you, that's a lot. But anyway, there's my inspection story. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It is. Uh, um it is it is sort of uh, interesting how all of this goes on at the same time. So yeah, yeah, it's um, I I went and got uh, my wife's car was due for a sticker in February and I got it in uh, in January last year because I was going to be away in February. For last February, I went to Florida for the month, so I decided to get it early. And but I always I, I'm you know I usually I know what stations are open early and. Uh, I'll sometimes get there just as door opens when everybody's not quite ready yet. So, uh, uh, and uh, the last time I think I went to Junior's Automotive down in down in Hyde Park, uh, well down in Middleborough, used to have his shop in Hyde Park. But he was always there at you know six thirty seven in the morning. So, uh, you know, I always I always knew that uh, I always knew that um, I was going to be able to get in and get right out. And there were some days when he was in Hyde Park, I'd go in get my get my car inspected. And I'd still be to work in Providence before some of my coworkers were at eight thirty. So uh, sometimes you just find the stations that have some kind of weird hours, and you can be able to get your car inspected. But you are not going to be able to get your car inspected Saturday, November thirteenth through Sunday, November fourteenth. So uh, don't rush out and do it today, but maybe do it Wednesday, just in case. <laughs> um, a couple weeks ago, I was talking about I got a. Um, instant read thermometer in the mail remember that how we talked about kind of a uh, you know something to keep in something to keep with your tailgating so you don't over or undercook your steak um, well this week I got something interesting in the mail which probably makes a whole lot more sense and it's a uh, it's uh, a first aid kit by a company called my medic and it's uh, branded by popular mechanics and you can read about it at mymedic.com and it's um it has it's a little tiny first aid kit. It's probably the size, I don't know, it's probably like five by eight rubber rubber uh kind of pouch that it all sits in. I couldn't believe the amount of stuff in it. There is a uh, uh something they call their super skin bandage pack, micro mend uh wound closure, so if you gash yourself you can kind of do those uh you know, not quite stitches. There's a tourniquet inside there, there's compression gauze, conforming stretch gauze, there's a pair of gloves. Uh, burn gels, lip, lip balm, sunscreen, uh, hydrocortisone cream, triple antibiotics, um, a whistle, I guess, in case you need to whistle for help, a survival blanket, a light stick, headache pack, cold and flu med pack, upset stomach pack, uh, some kind of antiseptic towelettes, hand sanitizer, um, a little pair of scissors, which they call shears, a pen light. A uh, seatbelt cutter and a window breaker, which I guess if I kept my first aid kit in the trunk, that wouldn't do me much good. A um, a thing of saline, and um, 
uh, and a, uh, a first aid guide and a waterproof bag. But the thing all fits in, a, all this stuff fits in a little pouch. And the only thing that really seemed to be missing a lot of, only because I use them a lot, is, uh, is um, Band-Aids. I use a lot of Band-Aids. And I'm sorry, I'm a little distracted because I'll, I'll let people really know what's going on. Um, uh, I mentioned last week, well, two weeks, three weeks ago, when did I say I had the yard sale of the century going on at my house? Uh, that weeks was ago? two weeks ago, wasn't it? Two weeks ago, yeah, yeah I yeah, think so. Yeah. Well, last weekend we had an open house, and I wasn't there for the open house. And on Saturday we had, I guess, 18 parties is the way they described it, come through the house. And it's and it's a fairly, you know, it's a very, I live in a modest house, so it's not particularly expensive. And on Sunday, we had another 10 parties come through the house. And by Monday, we had nine offers on the house. And today, starting about an hour and a half ago, there's a home inspection going on. So um, there's some questions about different things, I guess. That And my phone keeps dinging, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to avoid, avoid the dings. So if you hear dinging in the background... I apologize. That's what's going on going on in my life right now. So, um, yeah. So that's that's kind of going on too. So, yeah. So, uh, sorry about the distraction. Why don't we take Why don't we take another break? But before we do, I want to mention. You know, of course, we're brought to you in part by AAA, and uh, but also um, uh, Wednesday, October twenty seventh. So coming up uh, this Wednesday from eleven thirty to five at our location in. Uh, Peabody, 7 Lakeland Park Drive, is uh, we're having a job fair. It's outdoors, um, so it's from 11 to 5, and um, we're looking for roadside assistance drivers, technicians, uh, so if you know somebody that drives a tow truck, um, $24 an hour start, $2,500 sign-on bonus, full-time paid training, uh, best-in-class health benefits, and that's not me saying that, that's actually the Commonwealth of Massachusetts told us that tools, uniforms, PPE pro provided. Um, you know, career development. A lot of our tow truck drivers end up being supervisors. Uh, it's twenty four. It's twenty four seven operation. First, second, and third shifts are all available. Uh, so, if you know somebody that's maybe not happy uh, driving a tow truck, or if you know somebody who maybe wants to just change and wants to kind of driving a tow truck is almost like working for yourself because you're you're kind of out on your own and you're just out rescuing people and trying to make people happy. So, uh, twenty four hours. Uh, per hour plus a $2,500 sign-on bonus. And that's going to take place Wednesday, October 27th from 1130 to 5 at uh, 7 Lakeland Park Drive in Peabody. Um, and, Biff, you made fun of me. You said once that I pronounce Peabody the correct way, not the South Shore way. How, how do other people pronounce Peabody? Well, you know, not, they don't roll it. They don't say Peabody. Uh, oh, they, oh, they just Peabody? Uh, Peabody, Peabody. Peabody. They, they, you know, Peabody, you know yeah. the way it's spelled. Peabody. Oh, okay. Peabody. Oh, okay. Okay. No, but you got you, you to roll I've, that baby. It's yeah, Peabody. It's Peabody. I've, Peabody. I've, I've always. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. Yeah. Okay. And, and, right. and oh, I actually, I, I complimented you. You, you, you did. You, you were almost like yeah, a, a North, yeah. Shore, North Shore guy. Yeah. Well, you know, I've been around. You know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, why don't we take another break? Uh, my name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. Give us a call at 800-370-1049. We'll be right back. Get ready for the colder weather with Agway of Danvers. We're stocked and deliver seasoned firewood with four types of wood pellets, coal, and envy blocks. Those cozy fires at home. Hi, I'm Dan Wiles, owner of the Agway of Danvers. Now is the best time to be reseeding your lawn with Agway's grass seed and fall fertilizer. It's also a great time to decorate for Halloween. We're stocked with decorative cornstalk, straw, and white and orange pumpkins. Prepare your chicken coop for the winter. We have heated waterers, coop clean bedding, boredom busters, and more. Come see us in Waltham or at 9 Wenham Street in Danvers today. 
Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using GetUpside, the free gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon. Cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? Some months, I make 200 to 300 bucks. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code QUICK for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your next fill-up. You can cash out anytime to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code QUICK for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code QUICK. Have your morning coffee with me, Mark Friedman, host of Dollars and Cents, each and every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. We'll start your day with financial advice in a language you can understand. Good morning, everyone. I'm Mark Rosenthal with you on this Saturday. Here is your North Shore, 1049 forecast, serving the North Shore in the Merrimack Valley. Lots of clouds today, a little peekaboo sun. There could be a few scattered showers popping up. Temperatures in the 50s. Clearing and cold overnight, some towns away from the water could get close to freezing with a chance of scattered frost. Tomorrow, lots of morning sun. The decreasing clouds, it'll be in the 50s. Rain comes in tomorrow night, then rainy, windy, cool weather Monday and Tuesday. Forecast being brought to you by Paul Conti Real Estate. Paul Conti Real Estate has been your neighborhood realtor for over 23 years and is your number one choice if you're selling or buying your next home. Call 781-254-2709 online at paulcontirealtor.com. For Local Door Shore, 1049, I'm Mark Rosenthal. And welcome back to the Car Doctor program on North Shore 1049. Uh, I wanted to talk about a car that got me around, but I was looking for my notes for the car that got me around. And, you know, can, can I find it? No, of course not. Why, why, why would I be able to find, find that, right? You know, you would, you would, think, you would think I would, but uh, no, because, again, I'm, it seems to be weird Weird stuff going on. Difficult morning for John this morning. It is. It is. And listeners. I apologize. I, I apologize. Yeah, I mean, it, it's. I understand yeah. what you're going through. I mean, it must be. It must be driving you crazy not to be there. But anyway. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It. It is. It is. Um. It is odd. I will. I will say that. So it's. Uh, you know. It's. And of course, you know why? Why would my computer even want to work? You know when it's. You know because you know it's supposed to do that, but why would it? You yeah, know, well, you, the good news is... You've heard the about the rain and pours. When it rains, it pours kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, heard, so this I've is called that. piling on. Yeah, I've heard that. But I want to talk... Uh, the car I drove, and I drove a uh, version of this as a convertible back some time ago, is the Mercedes-Benz E-Coupe. And I don't drive Mercedes vehicles often, but when I do, they all seem to come at, like within a, a month or two of each other for some reason. Uh, you know, I drove the S-Class uh big sedan probably the nicest car i've ever driven and that was the one i had uh, rob from uh, cycles 128 in, and he got in it and he's like this is the nicest car i've ever been in and that's coming from a guy who probably can drive whatever he wants when he wants so but uh mercedes-benz coupe so and it's a true coupe it's not the fake four-door coupe that um some manufacturers call uh, a coupe and it has Four doors, which to me a coupe's going to only have two doors, but they consider it the styling makes it a coupe. But the Mercedes-Benz E-Coupe is a true two-door car. Uh, the one that I drove is uh, was powered by a three-liter uh, six-cylinder. Uh, it makes about 362 horsepower and 369 foot-pounds of torque. Um, it is a really classy-looking car. There's no question about it. Um, uh, the new powertrain in it's more efficient. It has uh, it's kind of a hybrid of sorts. Um, it's um, it, it's just it, the engine just seems uh, I you know just super smooth. It's turbocharged. Um, it just seems like you don't need any more horsepower. But there's maybe some people would think you do. There's a hot rod version, I guess, too. But the cabin's spacious, uh, providing you're sitting in the front. 
the rear seat, like a lot of coupes, is better than most. I mean, you could put adults back there, providing you didn't put the seats all the way back. But um, it has this beautiful wood kind of paneling and pinstripe inlays. And uh, there's this kind of black. They, uh, Mercedes calls it uh, black piano flowing lines that go through it. The seats were upgraded over the standard seats with a uh, with um, Napa leather, so you know a lot of options. Uh, the options on a lot of Mercedes cars are more than I would normally pay for uh, for my own car. But uh, the driver's footwell featured uh, these kind of rubber studded brushed aluminum sport pedals. It's part of the AMG line package. It's um, I would call it a relaxing driving experience, like a boulevard cruiser sort of thing. It has all the latest advanced safety features in it. It has some pretty expensive options. Like I said, you can you can add options up pretty quickly in this. It's um it's pretty fast. It's comfortable. It's customizable. Um, so you can add you know you can change the lighting and the infotainment. Um, the uh, the trunk is uh, it's a little on the small side, but it's kind of small in but deep at the same time. So it's about 10 or 12 cubic feet of trunk space, which isn't bad, actually. And uh, like I said, the uh, the back seat, if you move the front seats up a little bit, um, there's a, a, a decent amount of uh, leg room if you're really tall. Um, not so comfortable if you're average height, pretty good. Um, I wouldn't call it sporty handling, but I'd certainly call it comfortable handling. Um uh, but it's just it. It was a car that got an awful lot of attention wherever I took it because uh, just the style and style of the car just made it really sort of stand out. And I think that's what um, just made it a little bit different. And and honestly, you don't you don't see two door cars that often anymore. Uh, and that's and I think that's what made it a little bit unique and a little bit different. That that uh, really made it just kind of made it different. Um, if you're thinking about buying a Subaru WRX, uh, they're adding more turbochargers when it arrives in dealerships early next year. The redesigned 2022 Subaru WRX will feature a more powerful engine, faster shifting transmission, improved suspension, upgraded infotainment, uh, designed to make the brand's street legal rally car that much more fun and livable. The fifth generation WRX is built on the Subaru Global Platform, powered by a turbocharged 2.4 liter engine. In this case, it's producing 271 horsepower. I remember the first Subaru where I got in that was the STI. It had a big wing on it. This was probably 10 years ago. And it was a specially built car, and it was 300 horsepower. And amazing fast. And now you just buy kind of a stock WRX, and it's almost the same amount of horsepower. Um, you can either get it with a six-speed manual or eight-speed automatic. Subaru says the increased displacement in the turbo, turbocharger with electronically controlled wastegate and air bypass valves were intended to improve responsiveness and acceleration. All-wheel drive, of course, is standard, as is active torque vectoring. The move to a new platform creates chassis stiffness and responsiveness. And... Uh, you know, just, you know, adds to the whole car inside. The cabin's all going to be redesigned. Um, Subarus, Subarus, I mentioned once that they're sort of the uh, the state bird of New England. We see Subarus everywhere. And I remember driving with somebody from Subaru, uh, and we were driving up to Maine together, and we were behind a uh, Outback, and it had, I think, uh, kayaks on the roof, bikes hanging off the back of it, packed to the gills full of stuff and she's taking all these pictures i said what are you doing and she said i'm from california we don't see this kind of usage that often it's it's kind of rare and unique and i said uh yeah i don't i don't see you know i, I don't see that as uh you know anything different than what we would normally see um auto forecast solutions which uh is um which we've had them on the program before. There, they had a chip estimate, and they say it's just getting worse. The industry's struggle to acquire ad adequate supplies of semiconductors continues to go badly, with worldwide tallies of production cutbacks significantly worsening this month, according to a new estimate by Auto Forecast Solutions. Um, and that's Sam Fiorani when he was on uh, on our program, which has been tracked as supply chain crisis all all year. Automakers now eliminated a total of 8.2 million cars and trucks from the factory schedule because of microchip shortages, um, an increase of approximately 880,000 vehicles from just one week earlier. So almost a million vehicles um, 
kind of off the books because they can't get chips fast enough. Worst case scenario is up by nearly 55% from uh, Auto Forecast Solutions um, uh, uh, estimate from just a couple months ago. At the core of the shortage is a growing competition for available manufacturing capacity due to increased demand for chips from automakers and consumer electronics, cell phones, computers. But in recent weeks, the supply chain has been exacerbated by workforce issues because of the resurgence of COVID-19. Chip production lines in Asia, particularly in Malaysia, have uh, been forced to shut down in response to uh, some some issues. And, and this was... Uh, you know, I, I was on a webinar with uh, the former governor of Rhode Island who, uh, who now works in the Biden administration. And uh, she was saying, you know, one of the one of the uh, you know big issues is, you know, the majority of all these smart chips, uh, you know, come come out of, uh, I think, out of, out of Taiwan. And uh, although we are gearing up production here in the United States to make more chips, we're just not making them fast enough. So there is a chip dip i guess on that bad note why don't we take another break my name is john paul this is the car doctor program give us a call at 800-370-1049 Lamakia Realty Beverly is a full-service value-based real estate brokerage. It's the best fall to buy a home in two years. So don't wait. Visit LamakiaRealty.com. Lamakia Realty will guide you to your success. Count on AAA to protect every piece of your life. AAA has the coverage you need, including 24-7 roadside assistance from trusted AAA technicians in any car you're driving or riding in. Plus, members get great rates on insurance, exciting discounts at hundreds of your favorite brands, travel savings, and much more. All with the peace of mind knowing that AAA has you covered, both on and off the road. Visit aaa.com slash join. That's AAA, aaa.com slash join. Anchor Home Medical in Beverly is a full-service pharmacy offering durable medical equipment. There's no comparison between the service you get at a chain store and Anchor Home Medical. Transfer your prescriptions to Anchor, and owner Wally will take great care of you. He has flu shots and COVID boosters for ages 65 plus. Wally will also bring flu shots to groups and will deliver and install elevated toilet seats and commodes. Be the envy of your friends with an ice cane for slippery walks. Visit AnchorHomeMedical.com for details. AnchorHomeMedical.com. Junior, what are you going to be for Halloween this year? I'm going to dress up as you, Grampy, and tell everyone about the scary good deal going on right now at Kelly Jeep Chrysler in Linfield. Great idea. Right now, it's just $39.95 cash a trade down, plus the nominally startup cost. All current Grand Cherokee lessees can lease a brand new 2021 Jeep Grand Cherokee L Limited for only $3.99 a month during the Jeep Adventure Days. Dad spent more than that on our costumes and decorations. Go to kellyauto.com for all the easy lease details. Hey, how's that for making it easy? That's the Kelly Paid for by Christian Care Ministry. Okay, some good news during a challenging time for everybody, and this could really help. You may know hundreds of thousands of people have already made the switch to MediShare, which is the affordable alternative to health insurance. And with so many people looking at how they pay for health care right now, seeing premiums going up or the cost of COBRA plans, MediShare has a special offer and a lot of people are taking advantage of it. Simply apply by October 30th and they will waive your new member fee. That's $170 savings. And of course, that's just a start. The typical family saves $500 a month after making the switch. MediShare is a Christian community that has shared over $4 billion in medical bills and it's worked beautifully for decades. I'll give you the number here in a second, and if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code SHARE to get your additional savings. Here it is. Call 855-51-BIBLE. That's 855-51-BIBLE. 855-51-BIBLE. Hey, this is 
the Salem Ghostbusters are coming to Loft Restaurant and Pub located at uh, 1140 Osgood Street, North Andover, on Saturday, October 30th from 12 to 3. And North Shore 1049's crew is going to be there hosting a live broadcast from 1 to 3. The whole family can enjoy some Halloween fun, take pictures with the Ghostbusters cars, enjoy great food and drinks, and have a chance at winning some great prizes. And, uh, Biff, are you going to be working that day, too? I, I'm not exactly sure which one, but one of those, yes. yes. One of those, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah, well. <laughs> hey, used car prices, aren't, you know, we talked to uh, our folks from uh, IC Cars a couple weeks ago. I was just looking at uh, a story that was put out by the Mannheim Auction Group, which handles a lot of... Um, Sales and they say all-time highs in September will likely remain. Uh, prices will remain elevated through the spring of next year. Whether dealers are shopping hard because of a shortage of new vehicles, based on the earlier story about chip issues, or early anticipation of seasonally strong demand in the spring, or both, it's clear there's an appetite for wholesale cars and trucks. Wholesale values rose 27 percent last month. Um, Basically, the odds favor more increases between now and spring because we're still in a very supply-constrained market in total. And uh, so it looks like if you're used car shopping, you're going to be paying more than you would have been. Hey, Biff, did I understand we got a compliment during the break? We got. Uh, I got the nicest phone call during this last commercial break, and I, I couldn't find out who it was. They kind of came on and said that you and I do the best radio show on Saturday morning anywhere. Thank you for doing it. And then the person hung up. So whoever it was, thank you. That was so kind. Thanks, thanks for was, calling. And it, and it wasn't your mom? It wasn't my mom. No. I, at first I thought it was. I was like, come on now, mom. You can't do that. Stop it. You yeah. know, we talked about this. No, it was not my mom. So whoever is listening who made that phone call, thank you. That was yeah, very thank nice. You, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I, I, I'll, take, I'll take a compliment whatever I can. Hey, uh, this week I'm going to have kind of an interesting um, uh, meeting. The New England Motor Press meets periodically, and uh, you know we used to we used to meet once a month every Tuesday, but with COVID, it's, things are a little bit different. But um, we're uh, we're going to take a look at the new Jeep Wagoneer, and uh, the guy who's going to show us show us about it or tell us about it is a guy who's been on this program before, Jim Morrison. He's the head of Jeep. You know, he's he's the big guy. And uh, he's coming to he's coming to visit with us. Uh, we meet down in Middleborough at the uh, world headquarters of Auto Motion International, which uh, it's which is actually where the, our test cars come from. But it's also uh, John Lawler, who is um, been around the automotive industry for a long time, has a uh, has quite an interesting collection of stuff. He's a big Coca Cola collector. He owns seven or eight different cars. He's uh, he collects just a lot of things, so it's almost like a little museum when you go there, and it's a place that uh, the New England Motor Press kind of calls home. But the idea that uh, that Jim Morrison is, uh, and not the guy from the Doors, right, Biff? Not that guy. Not the guy from the Doors. No, nope, no, nope. not that guy. Nope. But, uh, yeah, but uh, but uh, Jim's Jim's gonna Jim's gonna come to a little old Middleborough, and uh, and I swear he built built this uh uh wagoneer so his wife uh his wife has horses so i think it's just he needed a bigger vehicle to tow her horse trailer around but could be hey i i bet uh joe piantidosi is there uh the host of breaking bread once joe. again you're you're so intuitive good, about good this. morning good morning gentlemen i am here good morning and, joe. nice to be here you know for a great compliment i i do agree it's a great show john paul and you and biff together oh. work well but i like, should i be insulted because i'm i don't know the listener doesn't like my show but i'm well, I know. but i'm normally on no. sunday so maybe that's why yeah, yeah i think i think that's it i yeah. think that's it joe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I, I can't i can't hey um i want to mention you were talking about inspections and i think it's just this COVID thing. I think more people are out and about. Normally, people work nine to five. I was in sales for my whole life, and you couldn't, you know, you, you could do whatever you wanted in the roads between nine and five because people weren't were in their jobs, at their jobs. Yeah. And now today, people out and about, and it's just like, I think they cooped up. I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, mm -hmm. yeah. Paul. And now I just think, so Monday morning, that's why Biff had the problem with the inspection. But um, I have questions about inspections anyway. I mean, they used to be, I remember, you had to do twice a year. Now it's once a year. I mean, some garages you go to, they're so intense. Others are very, you know, 
loosey-goosey yeah, about they, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they have to be, well, a couple of years ago, they put cameras in all the garages. So they can't be they can't be as lax as they used to be because there's people watching them all the time now. Right. So uh, but, but that's you know, why they take take pictures of your car. And but it's weird. We're one of the only states that has this. I know a lot of states don't yeah, do that. Yeah, so. yeah my, uh, you know, Florida doesn't have any, and right. they don't seem to. Have yeah, it? but, you know, it's. Uh, it's stuck there. So what's going on? What's going on for Breaking uh, Great show today. I have author, playwright, screenwriter, actually, Casey Sherman, acclaimed award-winning author. He wrote the uh, one of his best books is about the Boston Strangler. His aunt was one wow. of the victims. Okay. And Casey Sherman live in studio. And also headmaster from the Bridgeton School up in Maine, Marty Mooney. So it should be a great show. Very informative. Very interesting. And, uh, it, it, hey, Joe, it's always very informative. It's always very interesting. It's always very entertaining. So uh, thank you, thank you for doing it. Thank you for bringing these great guests to the air. Well, it's pre- fun. appreciate it. I love coming on your show. So you have a great week, John All Paul. Right. We'll talk next week. Thank you. You as well. Take care. Until next week, everybody. Make sure you wear your seatbelt, drive safely, be good to your car, and if you see emergency vehicles by the side of the road, slow down and move over. Take care, everyone. Bye bye. Talk to you all next week.